Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Commonwealth Conversations Everyday Minutemen Stories, brought to you, as always, by the Massachusetts Collective. I'm your host, Nathan Strauss, and today's guest is the pride of Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, and the voice of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Jay Burnham. Jay, how are you doing today? It looks like you're what? in the, uh, the football press box right now. <laughs> what is happening, man? It's it's I a little bit of the summer. It's it's a little bit cheating, right? Because you know, for full disclosure, Jay, I was <laughs> Jay, and I said hi yesterday in person, and so now it's like uh, whoever gets an opportunity to like interview, <laughs> um, to, to interview. I mean, sort of their boss, yeah. A bit. And it, like it's weird being interviewed, like because you know, I tell I say this a lot as the as the 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 mic guy, right? Um, I enjoy being behind the mic, not in front of it. And so it's weird talking about yourself, essentially, when you're getting interviewed. So it's a shoe on the other foot situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is, is like, I feel like it's long overdue, you know, like people know your name, people know your voice and face. But I think, you know, there are some people who don't necessarily know your journey. Uh, and it's a pretty interesting one. Uh, you grew up in the Western Mass area, but what was your journey like specifically as a as it relates to UMass basketball? Yeah, so uh, I'm just a guy from Western Mass who uh, goes out to the Western Mass establishments and and has people come up to him and say, hey, remember when Marcus Camby played for Massachusetts basketball? Hey, remember John Calipari? And it's uh, it's a dream to hopefully have that, that type of heat come back uh, one day here on campus. But yeah, I grew up in Western Mass, small town, 99 kids in my graduating class and decided to get the heck out of here. Because uh, I thought everywhere was better than 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 where I was as a 17 year old, and went to college in three different places. Um, eventually, got into the broadcasting field and started through the the world of minor league baseball, and then eventually got into um, college athletics when I was in Richmond. So I was doing a lot of freelance work for William and Mary, which is in Williamsburg, Virginia. I uh, did some freelance stuff for the ACC network at Virginia Tech, and I was doing a lot of ECU basketball, men's and women's, which was a, a blast um, trying to cobble all those pieces together. But my uh, my really good friend, one of my best friends in the business, Josh Maurer, was the previous voice of the Minutemen for a decade. And he called me one day and he said, hey, I'm leaving. Do you want to come home? Like, I could certainly put a word in for you. And I, I thought about it for a second. Uh, had to convince my wife a little bit. And then uh, ultimately we made that choice to come back 
So for one year, when I started, I think it was 2018 was my first year just doing UMass men's basketball. Um, I still had to wait until they made this a full-time position in 2019. And then we had the pandemic following that. Um, so I think I've been here now four and a half, uh, four and a half years at, at UMass. And yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, hopefully um, we've got uh, good times on the horizon here. This is a, a very fun career um, and it's a very rewarding one, especially when you love what you do, but it's also difficult at times and it's, it's very much a grind. Why broadcasting for you? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, because you've seen me behind the scenes scrambling to to fix stuff, right? Um, <laughs> that's just how it is. And and no one cares about your broadcast as much as as you or hopefully. So if things aren't right, those are the things that you try to iron out the next time around. You know, just our first football game at home, we didn't have enough Internet to push the broadcast to um to the ESPN plus feed. So that all of a sudden becomes priority number one and calling the action is obviously way down the list. And so trying to to figure out how to do those things behind the scenes. And when you're a one man band, a lot of the times throughout my career, uh, you just learn how to adapt and, and deal with those things. So it can be highly stressful. It does look like a lot of fun. You know, I think though, one of the things that people say, like, I, you know, I go to college with a bunch of guys, they end up graduating, get jobs that pay a lot and they'll come visit you at a press box in minor league baseball somewhere during the summer and they'll, Hey man, you got a great job. And then the next day they'll be like, Hey, we're going golfing. Do you want to go? And you're like, well, I can't cause we've got a game. And the next day it's like, Hey, I can't cause I have a game. So um, they, the people that can like parachute in and be like, Oh, that's a cool job. Don't fully understand like the, the dedication that goes into actually like executing it. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think it's, it's when, when I started doing broadcasting and I started doing radio, I, I had no interest in doing TV uh, back when I was in college in 1999, 2000, and it was hard to get TV. And now everything obviously is streamed. So uh, I would listen to Red Sox games when I went to school in Hawaii with a six hour time difference. And then I would just cut to different teams across the country as the game started getting going from central time zone to mountain time zone to, to West Coast time. And uh, that's where I decided, I said, you know what, I think I could, I think I could, uh, I think I could do this. And, uh, and then I did. Which is very cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the questions that we've been asking people is what is your current involvement with UMass basketball? But obviously that's a little bit of a, of a, of a gimme here. What Man, your- I bleed <laughs> UMass basketball, like a lot of people, you know, and I think if you see me after a game, I had one one person come up to me. We had lost a tough game, I think, two years ago against Duquesne at home or something to that effect. And it looked like I've been punched in the face like 10 times in a in a boxing match because the amount of like passion and effort and energy I put into not only the TV side, but then I also manage our radio side. And um, it it's something that like will take years off your life when you put so much into it. And, and so that's my relationship with, with UMass athletics in general is just um, you wear it on your sleeve, man. And it's, it's uh, it's a, a lot of um, a lot of passion. Do you think it's important for a broadcaster, especially at a college level at a, at a university level to be, to have like a vested interest in the programs finding success? Obviously like, I know there's a lot about people want to remain objective and you don't want to be a homer, so to speak, but do you think that the broadcasts are enhanced by well, having that like interest in this in the state and the school succeeding? It's different because there's a radio broadcast, which is kind of the school um, 
broadcast, right? Which should be, I think, a little more slanted. And then there's now, hey, a lot of these schools are producing a TV broadcast. And so if you watch a Celtics broadcast, it's very, you know, Tommy Heisen, Celtic, you know, legend. There's a Tommy point, very Homer-ish. And I don't know why college sports is under a little scrutiny to be a little more even keeled. So uh, to me, that doesn't make a, a, a ton of sense. I think as a, a broadcaster in general, you're taught to be neutral, but when the circumstances dictate it, right? So if I was on the ESPN call on a Friday night, a 10 game, I should have to be neutral. But when it's Dayton putting together their own broadcast and broadcasting that to the Midwest Fox sports um, RSN, then maybe it doesn't have to be as, as centric. So um, I, I, I think what the beauty of college sports is, is that type of passion. You know, we were just down in Auburn this past year with uh, football and the guy who's the voice of the Auburn Tigers had been there since, you know, 1991. And he had started doing field hockey and lacrosse or field hockey and, um, you know, some of the Olympic sports. And then finally got a chance to, to grow into the voice of the, of the football team and basketball team. Um, so I think I think the the world of college athletics is is filled with guys like that who just find the place where they want to be or are and never leave. And that's what makes this job so hard. You're learning is that there's not a lot of options for you to go and be the voice of insert school because there's only, a you know, 100 of them. Without a doubt. Um, but it's all part of the, the process, too. And speaking of which, you when you are on the road with UMass Hoops, you and Adam Frenier you know, traveling with the team, what is your favorite part of the away game or, or tournament routine that you guys have? Yeah. So, you know, and I think it varies with the coaching staffs, right? Like which coaching staffs uh, welcome you in, you know, there's ones that don't that are just say, Hey, you know, you're, you're the radio guys. Um, Thanks for being here. Uh, It varies too. When we travel with the team, sometimes there's, there's not enough room on the, on the team charter. Um, but I really enjoy, especially with this staff, especially with with Frank Martin and his guys, is that we have breakfast in the morning with the team. And then I interview coach after breakfast. So if you listen closely to our interviews that are uh, air before the game, it's really a bunch of uh, silverware clanking in the background and, and guys chatting as I'm interviewing Frank. And so I think for me, that's probably the most enjoyable because they they said, hey, like, come sit with us at our table. Hey, like, how was your evening? You know, like they're taking active uh, interest in, in who you are as people. And I think that speaks to, you know, who they are as leaders of, of this program. Who is your favorite player that you've interviewed on a sort of uh, post-game interview? Or do you have a particular UMass-specific content that you've really enjoyed? Yeah, that and like, your mind? It's, it's weird, man, because, like, I got the COVID two years here, right. Where it, it takes up a chunk of that time that normally you would be spent, you know, with the players, but last year, so last year we went to Myrtle, went to Myrtle beach. Um, they had a table of like giveaway plastic sunglasses that said like Myrtle beach invitational on the side. And I grabbed one for the first game and I was wearing them like for pregame, just joking around. And then I left them on the broadcast table as we did the game. Well, then Noah Fernandes hits a remarkable freak out game winning three for the Minutemen. And we do a post game interview uh, with a player. And so he came right over to the table and I handed him the sunglasses and he just put them on 
And I started interviewing him and I took a picture. And I think that still might be like the most liked photo that I have on my, my Twitter <laughs> feed. It was like a thousand likes because he was just so cool. He came right over to the table. He grabs the sunglasses. He puts them on. And then he's like, he's just like, you know, kind of puts his arms together and starts nodding his head. And so uh, getting to know him and his family, I think, was uh, was probably one of the highlights of that stretch of, of UMass basketball for me. But I'll never forget that moment and then I, the fortunate part is I was able to capture at least how I saw it from my perspective of him standing on the court with a headset on and those glasses on after such a huge moment across hoops and football what is your favorite call of yours that you've had so so it's really tough because a lot of times things don't go the way you want them to a recording doesn't come out correctly uh, there's too much crowd noise. If you're working with a production team that might not be able to monitor it closely. I really liked one. I maybe I should bring this back. Um, when I think it was last year against Stony Brook, Jordan Mahoney had a pick six and it was just like, he was running down the sidelines. He went 97 yards. I think it was, and there was nobody in front of him. And you're like, the vision that I got on my head was like just a dude on the highway driving as fast as he can. And so I said, on ramp, Mass Pike, here he goes, which I thought was cool and pertained to the to the area. Um, but I don't think you could really hear it on the call because everyone was just going so crazy. So I think that's probably uh, my, one of my favorites that at least was was executed correctly on, on my end. You do have a penchant for the geo- for the geography uh, you know, the geography references, whether it be that, whether it be the uh, the berries, the Rhode Island Rams beneath the or is it beneath the, the Lock the Island Sound? sound. Lock yeah. Island sound. Yeah. yeah, you you are a master of working in the UMass or the Massachusetts New England geography Um, on to sort of specifically a UMass basketball. Well, question. I'll tell you where that I'll tell you where that comes from if you're interested. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so one of my favorite bands is a band called Old Crow Medicine Show. They actually just played. Uh, here in Deerfield uh, this past month. They're uh, bluegrass. They actually, they're known most famously for um, picking up the pieces of Bob Dylan's song and writing uh, Wagon Wheel. And uh, to be fair, big fan of them before they got super popular as as, uh, I've always been cool and in on Old Crow Medicine Show. And if you ever go see them play a show, all they do is talk like in between songs, they'll just sprinkle in some regional references. And one of their best songs, actually their most uh, important song, I think is a song called James River Blues, uh, which is a reference to the James River that floats uh, on down from uh, through Virginia. And that's kind of where I, 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 I picked up how they do a show and they recognize where they are geographically. And I think that's important. Like when we travel with the A-10, travel with basketball or football um you're all across the country man like we played at new mexico state which is an hour and a half from el paso you're crossing a state line from texas into new mexico and so trying to give like the the listener the viewer some context as to like where the heck we are uh playing these sports these days yeah and from personal experience jay i'll also share that when we were down in philadelphia last year for the temple game you opened up Google Maps and we're situating uh, both sort of like the compass rows, you know, are we looking north, east, south or west, but also where is the river, where is Citizens Bank Park, et cetera. And then I'm assuming that you um, you 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 do that as part of prep just to, you know, 
in in case there's something that happens like which which, which way is the wind blowing yeah all of a sudden you've got gone. dead air yeah, yeah. But it's it was cool to witness in person um we we have a couple of fun kind of uh you know off the cuff questions that we've been asking everyone and it's it's we were sort of collecting a, a database of them if you were a student back in the day or when you were a student what would your nil deal have been or if you could choose an nil deal to have right now what would it be because i've got some ideas for you I, so i think about this a lot actually as a broadcaster where uh, i know people in my industry sign on to get paid to promote items and i've always thought that was a, kind of a sellout way to approach it unless you really believed in the item like if if i was a if i was a famous broadcaster and they came to me and said hey do you want to plug this insurance company i'd be like no even if it paid an extra ten thousand dollars or whatever it might be so for me it would have to be something that like i truly believed in that i supported and i think um it would probably be some local craft beer of some sorts i was gonna uh, say you know you wouldn't you wouldn't want it to be like Welcome to the Moan and Dove, the official yeah, bar of yeah, Jay like, Burnham. You know, it's a great, it's a great hangout spot, you know. And so that's why it's cool, you know. Some of our sponsors that we have here at UMass is like, well, that's a great place to go, or you know, like that's a that's a cool thing to do. Um, so yeah, and then also the former, former, former voice of the University of Massachusetts basketball team, uh, George Miller. He owns a uh, the Butterfly conservatory here in western mass it's a really cool place like that'd be kind of a, a nice uh connection that that i think would uh would be fun as well i don't know if you've ever been there or not but it's it's a good spot yeah it's out in deerfield right um yeah yeah it's a, it's a really cool place um the more you so know, I, i'd promote the butterfly conservatory man this, yeah, you're about <laughs> you're you're all about the 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 good vibes meanwhile i'm like it would take very little right now for me to like <laughs> sell out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, it wouldn't, it couldn't be anything super immoral. It would have to be something that's like, you know, vaguely topical, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, absolutely, man. You guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> look, when I was an intern, like, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, we, we had a, we had a, an intern from Japan, Yoshi, and he would fill a trash bag full of all the hot dogs and, uh, roles that we're throwing out and just bring them back to the apartment that we lived in you know four guys in a three-room place so um yeah you gotta you gotta take what you can at times exactly uh the last question for you is uh umass is down by one 20 seconds left in a game which one player are you trusting to take the shot that wins umass the game all you time? know i I think I saw you guys tweeting about this and I was thinking about it when I was growing up, Lou Rowe was my absolute favorite player. Um, that dude could just dominate, but I don't know if he's the one you'd give to take a shot shot. I think, I think uh, Noah Fernandes has done it. So that would probably be my go-to answer, but um, my favorite shot that UMass has hit in my time here was a oft center named Mark Gasparini, who was only here, <laughs> here, and he had a top of the key three to absolutely crush Rhode Island's hopes Electric. and dreams. Uh, and so when you do that against a rival, you always uh, have that in my mind. Um, you know, Ricky Ricky Harris, and now I'm just naming guys. Uh, that's kind know. of what we do. But that's kind of what that's kind of what we do, though, as broadcasters, yeah. as on this interview sequence. Like we just name dudes. That's that's, yeah. that's part of the game. Yeah, I mean. Ricky, just the confidence that that he has in in shooting. I think, I think what it comes down to for those guys is just, and it amazes me as someone who second guesses almost everything he does on a daily basis. 
the ability that these guys have to have the confidence to to say, yeah, no, I'll I'll make this shot. And even if they miss it, they'll go back the next time and say, no, I'll I'll get it, I'll get it again. And so I think you have to have that type of of killer instinct. And you know, Noah had that, Ricky had that. Um, and and I think there's some guys on this current team. I won't name them because we haven't seen any games as you guys are recording this. I think there's guys on this current team that uh, that have that attitude and mindset. Yeah, without without a doubt. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing it, hearing it, uh, both when you're on the radio side and the TV side. If people don't follow you already, where can they find you? On- at Burnham underscore J at uh, formerly known as Twitter.com. And I just like to say a thank you to Pat McWilliams. You know, since I've been here, there's been one guy that has champions, you know, bringing UMass basketball back to the prominence that it once was. And and he's been that guy. And so to 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 be in this world that we operate um, where everyone is about themselves, you have to have people that are willing to put themselves aside to sacrifice for the team. And, you know, he's done that in spades. And I appreciate you guys uh, fully. And we'll see you at the Mullen Center. The utmost of team players, of course, join the Mass Collective. Thanks to Jay Burnham uh, for hopping on today, sharing his UMass basketball journey. And thanks to everyone for listening to Commonwealth Conversations Everyday Minutemen Stories, brought to you, as always, by the Mass Collective. I've been Nathan Strauss. We will talk to you next time. And Jay, we will catch you at a press box thanks, brother. or a sideline in the near future. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.